Don't waste time praying Cause I'm never coming back Just throw a party in my name And put the keg on my coffin And think of me ever so often Have a loser's day parade for all my friends Drink up life like a river till the pizza man delivers. Smile and know I love you till the end. Cable Smith, welcome everybody into episode 14 of Campfire Conversations. Thanks for being here today. We've got some important stuff to get into with SEI's Director of Government Affairs, our old buddy Ben Cassidy, with joining us from Washington, D.C. Much to get into both domestically and internationally. And so without further ado, um, let's just get right down to it, Ben. Thanks for being here, man. Always great to be here. Thanks for having me back on. How you been? Oh, never better. Never better. Uh, you've got a vest on. It looks like long sleeves. What is it cold in DC right now? What's going on there? Uh, it's like a 99% humidity. Uh, it's pretty warm, but I'm in my basement right now. And okay. it is really cold. It's, it's a running joke within all of SBI. I mean, <laughs> there's a problem if I'm not wearing a vest. I actually, I, I dressed down for this, actually. I was wearing a, a heavy jacket before we got on. Oh, right on, <laughs> right on. Um, well, cool, we got a lot I, I step outside into 99-degree weather with, like, pure humidity. Just hotter there I than it is in Texas. Wow. It isn't, that, it isn't that hot today. We've had a long stretch of good heat. But I think this is the first time I can remember getting into July in my lifetime and not hitting triple digits like texas is having the most mild uh summer and it's been like beautiful <laughs> like surprisingly yeah uh, you don't have to flee to colorado like yeah. the rest of the state i'm headed out to austin and san antonio in august so hopefully the the weather holds i, I doubt that i'll have a reprieve from the heat though in san antonio it'll be hot it'll be yeah. hot um, well, we've got a lot to get into today, but I wanted to start with, um, I was telling you off the air, we had this, what I thought was a great conversation with, um, outdoor life writer, Tyler Friel, an Alaskan resident, uh, last week, kind of to get his thoughts on Trump's legacy as, um, it pertains to hunting and conservation. Why does that even matter? Why are we, we revisiting history? Well, because I saw so many, I saw so many personalities, and other hunters, but like people with influence um, in our community advocating that we should all vote for Biden. And I'm like, okay, so let's examine this. Was Trump bad for conservation? I mean, that's the only way I could say, oh, yeah, we should all vote for Biden, right? Like, was he bad for hunting? Uh, I, no, I don't think he was. So we did a deep dive into that and, and got his take on it. And anyway, I, I've kind of posted that general thought on Instagram. And I said, and this guy, uh, he lives in Pennsylvania. He responded. He said, the reason we voted for Biden is because there's a difference between you and us. You're a trophy hunter and we're conservationists. And so I replied to him, I, you know, because I like shooting mature males of the species, which is scientifically the right animal to target. I'm not a conservationist. I put my money where my mouth is day in and day out. And, and I mean, you know, for a lot of the reason why I do this for a living is because I and passionate about conservation. So he said, yeah, I keep stroking your ego, you know, typical leftist crap. Um, <laughs> and I said, um, why don't you sit a few plays out and let the folks who actually fund conservation have a conversation? And his response was, well, the, 
I said the um, the places that you like to go eat your granola basically exist because we pay for it. You know, enjoy your nature trails. You're welcome, by the way. We like paying for that stuff for you. He said they're free because of pioneers like Gifford. Pin- Do you know how to pronounce this guy's name? Pincho. 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 Uh, the state park I maintained through the DCNR was named after this great man. Um, so I immediately looked up uh, Gifford Pincho and the DCNR uh, of Pennsylvania. And it was like he threw me this golden nugget that I, I couldn't even believe it. Because who funds the uh, the DCNR? Well, Trump passed the Great American Outdoors Act, which funded the Land and Water Conservation Fund in perpetuity forever. Right. Guess who? Guess who funds the the uh, DCNR? It seems like that would be a good place for LWCF money to go. Exactly. Who <laughs> pays for this guy's salary? Right. Exactly. So Trump signed this thing that basically hey, ensures he's going to have a job. Forever perpetuity. Um, so, and I said, your state also got $58 million in Pittman Robertson funding last year. That's from hunters and anglers. Yep. So again, you're welcome. And he said, man, this is, this is the amazing breakthrough right here. I know this is a long winded deal, but I think it's important. Um, he said, man, you know, your stuff. I appreciate some of the things Trump accomplished. And I also appreciate you, even though we have some different views on hunting and promoting conservation, I know we both want to be able to continue to enjoy the outdoors and let it flourish for generations to come. I applaud, That's awesome. your, I, I applaud your service and I've enjoyed this back and forth. So I was like, wow, we made usually. I would have just assumed it was a troll, you know, and just been yeah. like, please stop following me. But yeah, he came around. I know. The past out there. There's Good hope. On you. There's hope. <laughs> there is always one at a but time. Once he <laughs> said that he worked for the Pennsylvania DCNR, I was like, oh, okay. I hope that somehow this is funded by something Trump did yeah. and it was, so it was just too good to be true. Sure. No, um, but stuff that I want to focus on today. Uh, and let's start with something that SCI is um, thankfully been very aggressive with here of late. And that is this campaign of big tech uh, censorship and yeah, man. basically asking folks who've been censored. I did an Instagram live video the other day three people it, they told three people that i was doing it used to be like two three hundred people jump on and like it didn't take long 30 seconds i'm sitting sure. there waiting five minutes three people okay so i didn't change anything uh they you know they've throttled me on facebook and instagram routinely deleting posts um i've seen the the message they pop up you know like about oh, to yeah. follow you saying like this guy yeah. might be like a wacko. I was like, what in the, the I mean, Facebook disclaimer when you go to like yeah. my Facebook page? I mean, that's sure a badge of honor, it? but that's terrible. Yeah. Are you sure you want to do this? This guy posts content that may, you may not like. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, it, it's day in and day out for me, uh, but I think it's happening to more and more people. And SCI is uh, not content to sit on the sidelines and let that continue. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is, I mean, I see it day in and day out across the board, you know, whether it's someone like with an awesome platform and friends like you or just, you know, somebody that has a couple of followers just kind of getting dinged for doing what they want to do. Uh, it's just, I mean, I was talking to some other folks about it. It's like there's just so much anger around the issue. Like, let's all just try to do something with that and focus that anger and energy, you know, for people being slighted for just doing what's perfectly legal activity. So we put out this campaign, you know, where we're gathering names on a petition. We've been talking with Facebook, you know, and the plan is to just take that petition 
to Facebook and to the content editors and just show, you know, when you're talking about community guidelines, this is your community right here. And everyone's following the guidelines. Look at all these testimonials. I mean, we did an initial post, you know, on Instagram. I saw you comment on commented on it quickly, just about how your numbers are down in 2021 and everything. I mean, just those testimonials like yours are very powerful. You know, you take yours and everybody else's and stack them and you send them over. It makes it harder for them to, to say that their policies are right. I mean, basically, they're another arm of government at this point, right? If oh, they're policing sure. free speech. Yeah. So they need to be able to take comments and direction from, from people. I mean, they can't operate just as a corporation uh, in, in the way that they're set up. So we're, we're taking our advocacy prowess, you know, that we have in the halls of Congress and taking it to a place like Facebook. Um, it was nice that, you know, we launched the campaign and the next day, you know, Trump sued Facebook for censorship. You know, it's across the spectrum, but really want to shine the light on, you know, just legal activities like hunting. And it's just across the board. I mean, it's all the reasons that they take these posts down, you know, say blood and guts. It's like, yeah. there's no, there's no blood and guts. This is a respectful photo. Okay. Well you have a gun. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Am I pointing it at a person? Like, no, what's right. the problem here? But meanwhile, here's a girl who's, you know, nasty bits are barely covered in some dental floss and that's fine. Right. Or, or actually, um, I don't see them censoring, like you can put, videos of people getting shot in Chicago on Instagram and Facebook, like laying there dead in the street. There's videos of all kinds Execution. of violence. From, oh, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing. They don't censor that. That's graphic violence to me. Not somebody standing there with a, a dead white-tailed deer in a 270. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I don't think that they have a good answer for it, honestly. So we just have to keep poking them and get them in the right direction. So in your opinion that this thing... I mean, it sounds great. You know, it's a great idea. Uh, I think everyone would get behind the, the thought that censorship is bad. Free speech is good. Uh, but to, like, does it really have any teeth? Because I think the people that run Facebook and Instagram, they're not like you and I. They don't, they don't, clearly they don't value the same things we value. Yeah. I mean, it's a Silicon Valley based group, right? I don't know that there's many hunters or anglers that are probably some anglers, but I don't think that there's either really within that community. So again, it, it kind of do you, falls think ang- do you think if there are any anglers that they're catch and release, or do you think they'd ever, you think they'd eat a rainbow trout? <laughs> I would hope so. They're delicious. Right. Um, but that, that puts it on us too, to educate folks. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like you're talking about, you know, going having the exchange, you know, with the guy in there and just letting, laying out, you know, what the facts are and changing the mind. I would love to just have the honest conversation and take some of the presentations that we have with, say, Hill staff and decision makers in Congress and take it to them and educate them. I think it would be pretty eye opening for some folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was at Interior, I, there were folks, you know, that had just come on at the same time as me that didn't know what Pittman Robertson was. And they're on our side, educating right. like, there's more to this on why we are in the right on all this as hunters. Like, Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, we fund the whole kid and caboodle for conservation. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we do, you know, yeah. where does a badge of honor and t- tell the uninitiated about it. So, I mean, that's the goal. Sure. Maybe they, they don't know, but we have polling that shows, you know, agnostics towards hunting when told about the, the benefits of it, will come to your side, and not be against you. So I don't know why that 
audience doesn't apply to folks at Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else. Um, but it's on us as the folks with the science and the knowledge to bring it to them. Okay. Well, how do people, I know you guys are asking for personal experiences. Um, so how do people get involved with the campaign? I mean, clearly sign the petition, but are you still actively looking for um, examples that, of situations where people have been censored? Yeah, we are. Um, so we've had the petition out now for about a week. Um, we're gathering a strong group of names. I think it's about 5,000 folks that have signed on at this point. We're going to go back and circle back with those folks that have already showed, you know, commitment to it and getting on a petition and seeing if they'd be willing to share some of their testimonials as well. And just having done these before, imagine that we'll have a good response there. And from there, you know, we'll, we'll take it and package it up to just drop off at Facebook headquarters or their, their DC shop. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so be on the lookout long... for that. We'll, we'll circle back with a big campaign there. Okay. And how long do we, we'll, I mean, what's the sunset on that thing? I mean, it's still just getting constant signatures on it. So we're going to let it kind of ride for a little while, but I would imagine towards the end of this month, you know, okay. Wrapping it up. I mean, we'll keep it up. We'll, we'll have a talk with, you know, Facebook going into August. Right on. Um, let's talk about what's going on in the house because there's some, I think, concerning language on trophies uh, that is alarming to anyone who is a hunter, conservationist. Um, so what's going on there? Yeah, it's not the first time we've seen this in the House of Representatives. It's, it's through the appropriations process, right, which always starts in the House, and it's appropriations is, you know, what funds the whole of the government. But it's more than just what funds. It's also a, a vehicle for, you know, members of Congress to block funding to certain things. So there's language in the interior appropriations bill in the base bill that just got out of the appropriations committee. So it's waiting for a vote by the whole house to pass or fail there. Um, that would block funding for issuing permits on iconic species trophies coming over from Africa. So, huh. By blocking so basically, that, yeah, they're not going to pay for the the process of actually issuing the permit. Yeah, so basically, it becomes like it becomes a directive to folks at Fish and Wildlife that they can't, as federal employees, can't spend any of their time issuing permits. So then it's it's a ban. Um, so it was introduced as the in the base bill. In the past, it's been done as an amendment by a congressman from Florida. Um, the way the house is now and how far it's gone away from hunting, um, it's in the base bill. Um, I think that as the house stands now in the current numbers, you probably see it pass out of the house, anticipating seeing a vote on it, um, at the end of this month before it goes over to the Senate for consideration. Not to say we're not going to fight it tooth and nail. Um, we have, you know, a number of legislators who are obviously hunters first, congressman second, congressman second, that'll speak up to it. Um, but also just Africans in the community and scientists. I mean, it's a really incredible outpouring of, of comments and dialogue coming from Africa, scientific community and African governments over in Europe last month, since we last spoke, they were having a consideration on a trophy ban and all these different groups of science, African leaders, governments, reached out to members of parliament over there 
and ended up having an amendment put in place that carved that out, took trophy ban off the table. It, okay. it, it won over hearts and minds. So, I mean, we'll, we'll likely be seeing that same, you know, Europe strategy come into play over in the U.S., I would, I would anticipate. Because they're just wow. fed up with it. I mean, the science not being followed, rural lives, you know, being ruined over just wealthy, elite, you know, Americans deciding how poor communities are able to, to you know, thrive and how those management authorities are allowed to manage their, their you know, resources. I think it was, um, it was something that I had seen on SCI's Instagram page about the number of people killed by elephants in, it wasn't Botswana, it was, where was that? Was that Namibia maybe? Um, was it Namibia? It was like over 20 people have been killed already this year. By, oh yeah, by it's elephants. through the roof. Through the and, roof. Right? And so they're, they're trying to rapidly issue more uh, elephant permits because they have an overpopulation. Well, you know, that's what happens. Human wildlife conflict increases when you don't do your due diligence on management strategy. Um, and, you know, we see the same thing with predators in um, places like California where they've banned mountain lion and black bear hunting. I got, I got another conversation, a private message a guy sent me. His buddy is a government trapper in California. So he said the number of mountain lions that that guy kills every year is just astronomical. I believe it. Because they banned mountain lion hunting in like 1990, I think it was, 1990, 91, somewhere in there. Um, and now it's getting the same way with black bears, which you can still hunt, but you can't hunt with hounds anymore in California. Uh, made that illegal in 2012. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then who pays for it? Oh, taxpayer dollars pay for something that right. hunters are already doing. Like, There's such a better alternative, you know, but, it'll um, like to give into the system. But yeah, I mean, going back to Africa, it's just like, how about these people making decisions, you know, see what it's like to have an elephant, you know, go through their house or a lion, you know, a family member. I mean, that's not made up. It's it's real. It's happening. Oh, it's and a lot the easier thing they're going to do is kill the animals themselves, right? Uh, and I don't blame them for doing it. Why would no, anyone? They don't have any uh, other alternative. Oh, Zimbabwe. I'm looking at your Instagram right now. Zimbabwe has sold hundreds of elephant hunts to help fund their national parks. The Zimbabwe government plans to sell the right to hunt as many as 500 elephants. Um, they have had 1,500 complaints in 2021 compared to 1,000. We're just halfway through 2021, essentially. And they had 1,000 in all of 2020. And 21 people have been killed by elephants in Zimbabwe this year. That's insane. Insane. Yeah. Um. So anyway, good for them. At least that, you know, going back to the science, okay, their government realizes we have an overpopulation of elephants. We've got to do something about this. Let's sell some hunts to fund conservation. Wow. It's so simple yet. It's so, it's such a insane thought that actually killing something is saving it that people can't wrap their minds around it. And, uh, you know, they wear their hearts on their sleeves and get their emotions all tangled up in it. And, and science goes out the window. Yeah. Well, I just... I, I mean, I'm excited. Like, I, I love the hypocrisy of the issue, too. I just want to have that turn the tide on it. You know, you've got the president signing an executive order on racial equity, saying that decisions government will be made by while considering, you know, local and indigenous people. You know, what better example than, you know, issuing a permit 
for mm-hmm. a species that's being sustained and enhanced. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So we can learn something hopefully from the way that Europe had to go about that. Uh, you know, have to use it here on our soil as far as making sure that that those, I mean, those import bans are, I, I'm, I'm living through it right now. I shot a Bonta buck in 2017. I think it was, it's still sitting in Africa. Can't get it back. Bonta bucks recovered because of hunters and ranchers. Like, Zero movement on Bonta bucks. We just submitted comments again, you know, supporting them, the permits being issued. They haven't done anything over this since the new administration took over. Like you yeah. said, recovered from hunting. Yep. It's just in, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, working I on it, it. there was a chance working I would, it would take a little while. I didn't think it was going to take four years, but kidding. Um, I, I, I think Trump maybe does deserve a little bit of criticism on the, the permit side of things. Like I think he could have done more to help us out on that front. Um, when it comes to especially African stuff, but I think he did a great job domestically. Uh, but you know, we didn't, Obama didn't do anything for us either. So, and Biden certainly isn't going to do us any favors. So I think maybe that just to be a hundred percent transparent, I think maybe that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, can't say enough about all the incredible stuff that he did here at home, which you made the case on, but there's a lot of, lot can be done on the front of, you know, permitting. I mean, they rolled out during Trump administration e-permitting system to make that easier Obviously, government's not very good at doing, you know, website functions. We all saw with healthcare.gov. Um, so I know that they were very excited about that shiny object, but that still needs some work, too. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we're yeah, not I mean, make any if, if you talk to just careers right of fish and wildlife that are like in permitting, I mean, they're just, they're understaffed. We've got plenty of allies that understand the conservation benefits of hunting home and abroad. Um, it needs more funding, though, to go towards actually getting the permits done. I don't mm-hmm. think, that, you know, e-permitting is, is a magic wand by any means. Yeah. Well, we'll have to track that one closely. Um, it'll likely, like you said, get out of the house, make its way into the Senate. Uh, where yeah, we I probably just, have a good shot. I mean, if we just get one tester or a mansion or one, all we need is one. Right. So you got to get one. Um, it's doable. It's tougher than it's been in the past. Just the makeup of the house isn't great. I mean, that's all going to change, I would imagine, in 2022. But yeah. as it stands today, it's not very favorable. Yeah. Um, I guess lastly, we talked about Chipman a little bit last time. We'll wrap it up here. He is wh- – where does it stand right now? I mean, he's passed through – the Senate still has to confirm him, right? Um, yeah, so he's waiting on a full Senate vote for confirmation, and uh, um, crickets right now. There's there's no plan to to have him come up for a vote from everything I've heard before they go on recess for August. So then we're looking into September. I mean, it's it's being delayed for a reason. If they had the votes now, it would come up. Right. Um, they don't want I mean, to. They don't want to give the gun control not? groups a black eye. You know. I mean, he's their poster child. He's literally worked for lobby for all of them, whether it's Brady, Giffords, every town. He's been on their on their on their payrolls. So they're holding back because they don't have the clear votes right now. I mean, everyone that's speaking up and calling their senators is making a difference. He hasn't done himself any favors, just some reports that come out. 
and just seeing the sportsman's community, you know, come out against him. I mean, we were joined by, I can't, I don't have the number of time, like 20 groups, you know, that signed on, you know, the full range of, of hunting and fishing groups uh, stepping in because it's just unprecedented. It's just never been a partisan position, you know, like, yeah. You've never had like, you know, under Trump, it wasn't like an NRA person being put into that position. It's, you know, an agnostic, somebody that's outside of it. And right. under Biden, they're just like, let's just be a gr as gross about this as possible and put someone in and just totally further delegitimize what's already a pretty messed up bureau. It's in, yeah, I don't even know what to say. It's mind boggling. We're going to put a guy who's a known anti-gun lobbyist at the head of the organization that controls guns <laughs> yeah i think it was um senator chuck grassley it's like that's and, and, putting... and going back to these people that voted for biden that i still don't understand like <laughs> how do these hunting people celebrities personalities say go vote for biden this is what you get with that mentality this is what you get it's like stockholm syndrome i don't get Jeez, it man but yeah but i think uh, senator grassley was like it's like antifa you know being put in charge of portland oregon i mean it's like yeah yeah well, no bueno but yeah, I mean, you know, the, I'm saying, loving right? the fact that there's time, time is not on his side. The longer it's out there, the more that we can all engage. You know, we've got our campaign going now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just texting ATF to 73075. Um, okay. Say that again. ATF to 73075. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I think Manchin's kind of been kind of discreet on, on what he's going to do there, but I imagine he's one of the ones that's kind of holding things up. Um, yeah, West Virginia is a very, uh, a very gun friendly place. And it typically the state is funny because they have more conservative values. They it's, it's, a it's got a long history of mining and so unions, and that's why it votes stays blue, but politically it's changed, it's yeah. changed in the last four years. I mean, it's about as red as it gets now. Uh, yeah. mansion is the exception. Their governor, Justice, he switched parties. Other folks have switched parties. Like, it's gone. It's become red. Manchin is Mr. Mountaineer, though. I mean, he's quarterback for, for West Virginia. You know, he's through and through. And he's obviously extremely likable. And he's like the Robert Burr. You know, like, he brings home the bacon to West Virginia. So what's not to love there? But his whole stance right now is he wants to hear from West Virginia gun owners on shipment. So take this time as a West Virginian to let him know where you stand. Yeah. Uh, I've read yeah. quite a few opinion pieces that, that Manchin is possibly the most powerful man in America right now, just because of the way that the Senate is split. And yep. he's typically aligns with conservatives on a lot of issues. Sure. And sometimes he's going to vote party lines and that, you know, we don't agree with some of those things, but that's okay. You know, that's politics. Everyone, you know, that's what has made this country great is, you know, if you don't like something, you can vote to change it. And uh, yeah. and he holds the most powerful single vote, I think, uh, in the U.S. right now. So, yeah, when you have like the D.C. like hill rags, like writing lead stories about who no, my mansion pom poms out breakfast with them. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got yeah. he's got a lot of sway, and he also covers for a lot of other you know, supposed like moderate Democrats, like real profiles and courage. They don't have to vote or go either way until they see what Manchin does and then they can do something like it draws Trump. the ire of the left though man like they they're calling him a turncoat and all this that and the other just because a little common sense you know that 
hey, he's not doing it with emotions. He's actually yeah. looking at facts and making an informed decision, something I think a lot of politicians should do instead of just blindly voting party lines on both sides of the aisle. I mean, uh, let's call a spade a spade. But yeah, I would say a, if you have folks on the left and right both yelling at you, you're probably doing something right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> absolutely. Um, well, cool. Well, I always appreciate the time and I look forward to our next visit. Uh, again, where can folks sign the petition? Petitions online on our website, safariclub.org. Also a great place to join us yeah, if, you're, if you're in the market. Um, no better time than now. Uh, but underneath our advocacy um, banner, you can click down on there, say take action, and get right onto the petition. Or text Big Tech to 73075. And that'll get you right to it. Okay. Awesome. Well, I always appreciate it. Thanks for the time, Ben. I look forward to our next visit. Yep. As always, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Likewise. Grave digger, when you dig my grave, would you make it shallow so I can feel the rain? Grave digger.